Welcome to the Gardening in Canada podcast. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm a graduate from the University of Saskatchewan Department of Agriculture and Bioresources. That means, you guessed it, we apply all that science to gardening and just overall plant care, and that includes indoor plants. The best part about this podcast is that because it's based in science, it's not just for Canadians. Yes, that's right. If you are American, Australian, European, you name it, it all applies the same. So be sure to stay tuned for a delightful episode. Hello plant people, how are you guys doing today? It is your host here, Ashley, and I'm super excited for today's episode. We are talking all about Victory Gardens, but from a Canadian perspective. So Victory Gardens started becoming incredibly popular during the COVID era, and most of it was coming from our neighbors next door, the USA. And while Victory Gardens were in the United States, they were also important in Canada. Arguably, the Canadian Victory Garden in World War II kind of shaped the world as we know it here in Canada. Yes, that's right. Gardeners had a major influence. Yes, that's right. Your average Canadian gardener around middle of World War II was the ultimate badass. They were considered heavily patriotic. They were involved in protests and they even helped formulate the food pyramid that we know and love today. They solved malnutrition across Canada coast to coast. They helped take the burden off the railway, and they even helped to point out some flaws in the farming industry, all while bringing Canadians back together. So we're going to be getting into all of that here on a special Remembrance Day episode on Gardening in Canada. The Canadian government was so opposed to Victory Gardens that they actually had a pamphlet that was produced in 1942. This was developed by the Department of Agriculture and it was hoping to discourage unskilled quote-unquote city folk from planting gardens and I quote, they would create the demand for equipment such as garden tools, fertilizers, and sprays which are made from materials needed by Canada's war industry. And because Canada's vegetable seed supply can best be employed by experienced gardeners with equipment on hand. So you can see the Canadian government really didn't want to encourage new gardeners to learn. My grandma actually was an avid gardener and always has been an avid gardener. And when I asked her about World War II and one of her most vivid memories of it, she always goes back to a time when she was a child. At this time, she really wanted to get a pair of rubber boots. These rubber boots would allow her to enjoy time both in the garden with her mother, but just on the farm in general without soaked feet. 
and she remembers vividly that rubber boots were in short supply because boots for small children and all the rubber that it takes to make them was being redirected to the front lines to help make things such as tires on vehicles. So just to put that into perspective, if shoes were something that was difficult to find in World War II, you can imagine um, metal rakes, shovels, things of that nature, going to be pretty difficult to get your hands on. The government was actually so invested in the Victory Gardens in 1943 that they actually started to make little booklets for those evil city folk to learn how to garden properly. Inside these booklets, it include when to seed, how to seed, what to weed, when to spray, how to harvest, you name it. They went all in and they distribute these to all the homes throughout Canada. So I actually have some statistics that were pulled out of this whole Victory Garden era and some of it's very interesting. So your average citizen used the Victory Garden as a way to show support for those troops overseas. It was a main symbol here in Canada of national pride and ironically the Victory Gardens were mostly planted by those dreaded city folk that the government tried to discourage from planting a garden. How bizarre. The Canadian government in particular wanted to know where the produce was coming from so they did a survey and they discovered that 82% of all the produce eaten in a Canadian home in World War II came from a city lot. The vast majority actually being the person's actual property. 15% of that produce came from vacant lots within those cities and only 3% came from community gardens that were set up by the cities themselves. So this was truly astonishing to the Department of Agriculture because they simply assumed that a majority of the food was coming from the farms. So obviously that was not the case and it kind of made them rethink this entire process. Gardening up until the Victory Gardens was generally thought to be a woman's work, but when they did the Victory Garden survey, they discovered that the demographic in which were helping with these Victory Gardens had actually changed gardening hobby altogether. Namely, children and men were found in the garden more than ever. So something very interesting to think about as well. One demographic that I truly found very interesting was food forests. And a lot of the food forests in Canada prior to the war, during the war, and now even after the war, were done by Aboriginals, specifically out in BC. They were able to produce quite a few fruiting trees. So very interesting demographics when it comes to gardening. So something that was meant just to help alleviate the burden of food production in Canada to help redirect efforts back to the war turned into something completely different. There was a social change that was brought on by gardening. So 
one thing that was noted historically was the camaraderie between all Canadians from all walks of life. And this included farmers to city folks, city folks to First Nations, men and women, and even children. Gardening in Canada truly brought together an entire nation. City folk began to realize that through self-sufficiency, there was a ton of work involved and therefore gained a new respect for farmers. And farmers equally developed a respect for city folk after seeing the results of how much food they can produce in their own backyard. So it unified the country as a whole. Prior to the Victory Gardens in Canada, there was no food pyramid. And the food pyramid that did exist did not have a lot when it came to fruits and vegetables. It wasn't until the Canadian government realized that there was a ton of malnutrition coast to coast. This means as Canadians were trying to recruit military personnel, many of them were actually denied their applications on the basis of malnutrition. Once the Victory Gardens were put in place, the Canadian government began to realize that this access to free fruits and vegetables resulted in a healthier society. And therefore, the food pyramid that we see today, the one we know and love, is completely based off of Canadian gardeners and kind of the effectiveness of growing food at home. There was also a change in the thought process of working out. So these gardeners, because they are in the garden, basically working out in a sense, the Canadian government began to realize that the rates of diabetes, um, overweight, just even mental health began to dip. And it all went back to the Victory Gardens. The doctors realized that these Canadians that were weeding, seeding, raking, you name it, were staying active and it was doing a lot for not only their mental health, but also their physical health too. So there you have it folks, the story of Victory Gardens in Canada. Remember, the next time someone asks you about your garden, you might be potentially influencing those people to grow a better life. Who knows? Maybe you are causing a ripple effect that will bring your community together and help people gain a better understanding of different walks of life. You could be potentially helping a poor family escape a poor diet while also keeping their grocery costs down. And most of all, you're technically being patriotic. I find it interesting that the concept of Victory Gardens saw a resurgence during COVID. Now, while this wasn't done for the purpose of patriotism, it was done for the purpose of food security. In the time of need, we always tend to go back to how do we take care of ourselves and the people around us? And so I just want you to remember that when you put that zucchini on someone's front doorstep or when you put that zucchini on 25 different people's doorstep 
You're helping support the true essence of gardening and what it means to garden in a Canadian society. If you enjoyed this Gardening in Canada episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button as well as come find us at www.gardeningincanada.net where we have lots of free resources for anyone involved in gardening or houseplant care. Also, you can find us with more information on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram, all under Gardening in Canada. I will talk to you guys next time. Stay safe, stay healthy, and garden on. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.